Welcome to Building the Future, hosted by Kevin Horick. With millions of listeners a month, Building the Future has quickly become one of the fastest rising programs with a focus on interviewing startups, entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, and more. The radio and TV show airs in 15 markets across the globe, including Silicon Valley. For full showtimes, past episodes, or to sponsor the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Grant Aldrich. He's the CEO and founder at OnlineDegree.com. Grant, welcome to the show. Kevin, thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm actually really excited to have you on the show. I think what you guys are doing at OnlineDegree.com is very much needed, but maybe before we get into that, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up. Yeah, so I grew up in Thousand Oaks, California, which most people probably had never heard of up until last week when we had not only all of the, the, the wildfires that came through the area, but we had the massive shooting that was at the borderline yes. that killed 12 people. So sadly, yes. we've been on the, the news a lot lately. Yes, I know. There's been a lot of uh, craziness happening in uh, Southern California the last little while. Um, so, it's so sad, right? Because yeah. Thousand Oaks is such a nice town. It's like one of the safest in America. You know, okay. it's very, it's a, it's a bedroom family community. It's a wonderful place to grow up. It's so sad. Yeah, very much so. So walk me through what you took in university and why. You know, I took a very conventional path okay. to college, right? It, I graduated from high school okay. and immediately enrolled into a four-year school. And the whole intent was that I was going to try to finish to get to the best school possible and save as much money as possible because my family didn't come from money. Okay. And this also dovetails into my story of why I started OnlineDegree.com. So I went to UC Irvine, which is right. a top 10 public school in California, or top 10 public school nationally, but in the California system. And the reason I, that I did that was because it was so much cheaper than, than going to a normal university because it's government subsidized. Ah, so, okay. so even with that conventional approach, I was on the better side to save money because I went to a state school. Interesting. I had taken AP courses and I had taken college courses while I was in high school. So I even started with like a year ahead of time. Wow. And even despite all of that, I left school with an incredible amount of student debt. Yeah, it's it can be, I think what, is the average college four-year degree couple hundred thousand dollars? 50 grand a year-ish? You could definitely get to that, absolutely. Because when you think about it, it's not just the cost of the tuition, but if you go to a traditional school, yeah. you gotta have rent, yeah. you've gotta pay for your food, you know, yeah. you have to live. Yeah. And all that costs just, you know, you can't have a full time job, at best a part time job. Sure. And even then most people don't because you wanna focus on why you're there. You're spending all this money to go to school. Sure. And so yeah, you rack up an incredible amount of debt. I have friends who even just for their grad, you know, they they were in debt three Three hundred thousand, three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, that's actually quite fascinating. Well, not in a good way, but in just the fact that it's that crazy, right? Because I was reading an article about uh, this was a number of years ago, and I wish I remember who who wrote it. But they did a study, or he maybe it was just an opinion piece. Let's just go with that because I don't really remember. But they were talking about how if you didn't go to college 
and you did go to college and you literally somebody the same person graduated or just went into the same job at the same time like one had a four-year degree one just had high school and obviously the one coming out of high school has no debt and one coming into the job market right out of school has a enormous amount of debt and if you work you could basically work your way up and it kind of covered their life and it was you would potentially be better off just going not going to university and working your way up through a company because you spent so much money paying off your debt right and and sometimes in a lot of cases depending on what degree you get your, your degree doesn't necessarily guarantee you a certain income is that kind of fair to say what you've kind of found throughout your journey and career? You know, it it really depends. So in that case, I could probably, I, I, you know, I'm not familiar with that opinion piece uh, particularly, but I could see in that case where it was, you know, we've had this phenomenon in uh, erupt in our country, in the world with startups, right? And so people who don't need a college degree, they they begin coding okay. and they're able to join a startup or build something or get a great job at one of these big companies, these tech companies. And yeah, they were able to just kill it and yeah. because of stock options or what their story was. But sadly, for the majority of people, study after study shows that over your lifetime, people with degrees make a million more, two million more as you okay. go up from you know this to this. And again, we're playing averages. Yeah, fair enough. And yeah, and so I'm not saying it couldn't happen. Yeah, because you know there are a lot of talented people out there who get lucky or choose the right path, and they would never have needed a college degree. But sadly, I think for most people, it's still a huge factor in like hiring and all that. No, I agree. I I just brought that up because I kind of really wanted to get your thoughts on it, right? So it it makes a lot of sense. But walk me through your career and why you decided to found and and become CEO of uh, OnlineDegree.com. Sure. I... From, from from when I was even a little kid, I okay. always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Okay. And so I graduated with a degree in economics from UCI Got you. and immediately went into the startup world. Okay. And I just loved it. I mean, this was in, you know, 2003. Sure. Things had just come off the last crash from 2001. So the world was just like the startup world was kicking back up again. Yeah, I remember and those times. It was. It was a fantastic time. Yeah. And... I have been involved in a number of startups, uh, and the one I've I've been lucky enough where I was able to exit two of them. Well, congrats, and man. Uh, thank you, man. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, it's a lot of luck, and I uh, I think I was able to do it despite myself. Interesting. And what what do you mean by that? You well, you know, the older I get, the more that I realize how little I know and how little I'm good at. Right. Yeah. yeah, know, I, yeah. Oh, I hundred percent agree. You're, you, like, I think as you get older, you realize, wow, I really know nothing. <laughs> right. It, it's like the great. It's like the Greek. You know, like the Greek wisdom thing. You know, the one true wisdom <laughs> yeah. is that you know nothing. Yeah, yeah. You, you <laughs> so, don't know how important like experience is until you have experience, and then exactly. you realize like your experience really has. You don't really know anything. You're just like, wow, right. great. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you know. I, I look back and, you know, I was just a kid. I was okay. in my 20s, my co-founder and I, and we built these companies. And, you know, you realize how many mistakes you made, sure. how little you know about the world. And I think it's just 
pure luck and a miracle that we were able to, despite all that, create something of value and have a good end result where we exited to a publicly traded company and it was really great. And um, I don't know. I just feel that I look back and I'm, I'm even shocked that it worked out. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. I know you're not supposed to say that, but no, I really but, am. You know? uh, the, the funny thing is, is the more and more people that I've had on the show or I've kind of seen talk that have been successful in the startup mindset, eyes and view, the more and more you start to realize the the people that are being brutally honest say exactly that. They were lucky, right place at the right time. Sure, they worked their ass off and they worked hard and there was long nights and it was a struggle and it was up and not up always up and down. But they still have the same fears and anxieties that people that are just starting out and have never sold a company have, right? It's just a different set of kind of problems and worries. Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah, man. You like that that is absolutely correct. Like when I hear a founder cuz I love listening to your show and Appreciate other shows sure. where people talk about these stories about entrepreneurs because I'm an entrepreneur, I love hearing from other ones. Yeah, totally. And you're right. When they give the canned PR response, I'm always, come on, yeah, just yeah. tell the truth. Cause I know what it's like. The reality sure. is, and, and again, you know, what's funny, it never dies. Even yeah. with my new startup where you could say, oh, I've got tons of experience. I've got, you know, all of this knowledge in this space. I, even today you wake up every single morning scared. <laughs> you, yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm also, because of what I'm doing now, I wake up every morning totally excited. But you never take that anxiety away yeah. of that you're paving this new path that no one's done before. And you're on this journey and it's totally unpredictable and it's totally exhilarating. It is what it is, though. And the yeah. fact that people don't talk about that, that the I, fact totally. that the, the shortcomings, I don't know, it disappoints me. Well, it, it's just there's no way – when somebody gets up on stage and whatnot and they're like, I did this and then I did this and then it was this and then it was this and then I sold the company for millions of dollars. It's like, sure you did. <laughs> you, you, you know, like maybe you did all those steps, but there was a million things in between each one of those steps that you either pivoted, didn't plan on, was a, a failure, which I don't think failure needs to be so negative that we always portray it as negative. It's like, People fail every day, all day, and that's part of being in a startup, and you should fail. If it comes too easy, you're probably doing something wrong in, in a lot of cases, unless you're that like one in a billion, just insanely lucky because you found how to put lightning in a bottle. You know what I mean? Like, it just almost doesn't happen, right? And I, I can't remember who said it, but it was literally, in, in some cases, like Instagram and, and, and companies like that, and I'm not... I use Instagram and I, I think it's great. And those guys were did a really good job. But in some ways, they're not the startup to try to emulate because the chances of you building something that doesn't make money, that gets sold for a billion dollars, is almost like doesn't happen, right? It happens maybe once in a few decades. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. I think you I think you identified the, the, the quintessential example for that too, right? Inst yeah, with Instagram... How insane was that? They didn't. Yeah. They, they they just launched and they yep. sold for a billion. I mean, it was an incredible story. But you're right. I think that, and a lot of people now. I have to commend a lot of the VCs and people in Silicon Valley have now finally been coming out and saying 
that this is a Ponzi scheme yeah. it's, it, with a lot of these fundings and yep. that the dream that the media sells to the public yep. about the Instagram story is what gets so many people to go out there with business models that don't make sense, yep. with um, dreams of grandeur w- to hit it out of the park where instead – why don't we just build something that's really valuable to certain people and we just grow it organically, right? It yeah. doesn't have to be, oh, the neck, you know, I know, again, I, I have, my network is a lot of entrepreneurs and people are so focused on, oh, I just got done with this capital raise, just got done with this capital raise. And like, that's the, the like the merit. Yeah. And I'm saying to them, but man, that doesn't mean anything. Like, I mean, it's great that people want to give you money. They believe in you, but that doesn't build the company. That's just funding the, the that's just buying out the previous investors, buying out the previous investors, and just inflating the whole thing. It doesn't end well. Yeah, it usually doesn't end well, right? It usually like, does. Yeah, like ninety nine percent of the time. And the other thing that I've really heard from a few people lately, and and it sounds like you you'd agree, and you can tell me if you agree, is the number one way to build your company is sales. Start pulling in capital from customers. Get people to pay you money. <laughs> yeah, you know who's a really powerful one with this. He he doesn't. He's not in the media too much anymore. But you're familiar with uh, David Hennemeyer Hansen, the guy who founded yes. yeah, uh, Basecamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that guy. Yep. He at a time when nobody was talking about making money and having yeah. a customer, he was. And yeah. I think that's the that's the truth. Where and that's why know, they're still around. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> it's amazing what they've done. I don't. How, what other software as a service company has been has been so prolific through such a long period of time? You're yep. right. Yeah. Yeah, so he, I think he, he was, um, I really liked his method. And, and to boil it down for the listeners who may not be aware, it's it just that instead of building a company with no business model and like, hey, we'll figure it out later, it's all about adoption, why don't you just create something that people want to pay for? Yeah, it's so weird, <laughs> so. right? Such, well, the, the thing that I never understood is if, if you and I brainstormed a brick and mortar shop right now and we set it up and it was live and people could go into it physically tomorrow. If we don't bring in money, basically on day one, we will close the business at some point. But in the startup game, that doesn't seem to be something people talk about, right? It's like, whoa, we'll figure out the business model later. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If you had a brick and mortar store, you need to figure out the business model before you even open the doors. Never mind anything else right so i just don't know how that kind of got lost in translation online i know it's incredible but you're right it is it's it's, it's because of those instagram stories and yeah. pe- and like you know the media filling people's dreams with like that it's like winning the lottery yeah. right if we follow around chance the probably lotto, winning the lottery i bet you're right yeah i bet you know if we just followed the lotto winnows around all day long it would also give us a distorted view of reality sure yeah no fair enough but I really want to get into onlinedegree.com. What exactly is it and how did you come up with the idea and what made you decide to actually just go for it and build this thing? I'm going to make college more affordable and accessible for everyone. And in doing so, save higher education. That's the mission that I operate with every single day. And the way that it works, I'll tell you about what we do and then how it all came to be. On OnlineDegree.com, anyone can get their freshman year of college for free. So we, what you've done is we've made it easy for someone to get started in 60 seconds, register on our platform, start taking college-level courses, and then 
we've worked with 1,400 colleges and universities in the country where we have pathways to them to receive credit so that someone can get started with their education in a very low anxiety environment with tuition free and bridge them to get back to their degree of a college education. And that's a very powerful thing. That's huge. Um, And to understand right now what's happening in the world is that adults are not going back to school. And they're not going back to school. Like enrollment numbers for colleges is at uh, all-time lows other than online. And it makes sense because if if you're someone right now who wants to go back to school, there are so many impediments to stop you from doing it. The first is student debt. Student debt is at such an outrageous level that from a personal perspective, you can't justify later in your career, let's say you're in your 30s, you can't justify going back to school and spending the same kind of money when you're just starting your career in your 20s. And you know, you probably have kids, you've got family, you got a job, you can't, you just can't do it. You've already built your life. So what do those people do? And the reality is, despite all the demand with globalization and robot automation, all these things, they're just not taking that first step. And that's, that is so sad and it's not right. And so, and from a big per, uh, perspective, right, from an economy, I don't think people really grasp the, the problem of the student debt um, burden that we all bear as a society. Because if those people, you know, student debt is, is higher than credit card debt, it's higher than auto loan debt, that means that all of these consumers in our country can't afford to buy a home. Yeah. That means that means that your home prices aren't going to go up. That means they can't afford with disposable income to buy things to support businesses. It has a ripple effect that's crushing. Interesting. So so this what we've done now has made it so any working adult can get started. You don't have to go looking for high school transcripts from 20 years ago. Okay. You don't have to outlay a huge amount of money. You don't have to go through an application process. You don't have to wait until fall or spring to enroll. You can get started today on your own schedule without quitting your job and start taking college-level courses that can get you credit. That's a huge, huge bridge for everybody to go back to school. No, I I think that's great. But I want to dive a little bit deeper into how it works. So use me as the guinea pig. I go to onlinedegree.com. I sign up. I can literally start right now. Yep, exactly. So what okay. you would do is you would register, okay. and as long as you're over 18, okay. yep. you could get started, create your account, and literally within 60 seconds, you're dropped into a learning management system okay. where the world is at, is, is your oyster. You can take up to 15 college-level courses. Okay. We're adding more now, but we started with our first 15. Sure. And on your own pace, any time of the day. And you move through the course at your own pace. There's no cohorts. There are cohorts. It's uh, like where people all go together. Right. And you, well, let's say you pass a course. Okay. You can generate a transcript through okay. us yep. and take it to one of our participating schools to get credit. It's really, it's that simple. And from, and I'll give you a good example. One of the groups, the, the schools that we've just um, worked with very closely is Colorado State. Okay. So cool. right now, a student can sign up and through our courses complete 33% of their degree with our gen ed courses towards their degree at Colorado State tuition free. Wow. Think, think a third of the degree can be finished with us for, for free. Then I've also worked with them to give our students another 10% off tuition. Wow. So that means that 
for almost 40% of that degree can be completed for free wow. on your own schedule and without an application process. I mean, that is, think about that. Like, that is an incredible That's thing. Huge. So essentially, just our platform has lowered student debt by 40% wow. in this pathway and enabled more people to take advantage of higher education and degree. Sure. So that's that's how the process would work. And, you know, for us, the way that we really provide value for our students is um, we want to obviously we've, we've made the offering. We want to make it as good as possible. We've, we've got so many videos and cool things in the platform to help you take the most advantage of it. And then every day we're working with more schools and more schools to create more pathways. So, you know, um, we just launched the the or announced the Colorado State. We announced uh, Ashworth, Trident before that. Um, we've got a lot of schools coming in the next three months that are in queue. In so we're tirelessly working so that it can apply to more universities. And so at the end of the day, the big vision is that this is a completely new way that people are going to enroll. Why would anyone go the traditional path where sure. they can come in? Maybe they're not ready for school. Maybe it's just not something they can work into their schedule and they don't have to take out a $50,000 loan for it. No, no, you can come on, prove to yourself you're ready, take courses and save thousands of dollars towards your eventual degree. So – no, I, I think that's awesome. But I, I just want to make one thing clear. So if I finish a course in, say, two weeks, which is probably not common, but if I finish one in two weeks, another one takes me six months, another one takes me two years, is that fine with all those crazy timelines? Or do I need to kind of keep up some sort of consistent pace? No, that's okay. It's on your schedule. You know, the only thing that we, you know, the only thing that we do is if, um, and actually, uh, we haven't had a case like where someone wants to retake one, but okay. if someone re, let's say, doesn't pass a course, okay, we then will um, allow them to retake it. We just ask for a certain period of time before they can retake it. Gotcha. Um, so it's a it's a three month window. But but that's the only thing, and we haven't had someone. We have had some people who've taken, you know, like a pretty challenging course or whatnot. They, maybe they didn't pass, but they. For the vast majority, people are very diligent. They they go through. They've got a lot of help through our platform. It's a they they love learning because they're adults, and so they pass. But just in that case, we put that in. Okay. No, that's that's interesting. And so you know how I so to answer the second part of your question, which was how I got to this, was that I wanted to at my point in my career. I wanted to do something where I really loved what I was going to do every day. Sure. My, my, I come from a family of educators. My mom was um, an administrator, a counseling administrator for LAUSD, which is the uh, second largest school district in the country. Gotcha. And um, my whole, all the network was teachers. Their family friends were teachers. So it was something since I was a kid where I heard and I understood the importance of education. And then, of course, my own story, you know, that, that student debt left an indelible mark on me. Sure. So when my wife and I were sitting down and just came up with the idea, I mean, I loved it. You know, my previous life working with pharmaceutical companies in the last startup, don't get me wrong, it, it's very satisfying to do a good job and to be successful and, and to, you know, there's a lot of things that are nice about that. But it's not fulfilling. You know, it's not fulfilling yeah. to not change people's lives. Well, you potentially are, but this you You're for right, sure are. Yes. It, it, exactly. Like, you know, the, the the whole pharmaceutical you don't love getting up every morning to help pharmaceutical companies. It's just not <laughs> fair there. enough. Yeah, yeah. Where <laughs> where now, because I've 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 been in a position where I could kind of choose my adventure, um, yeah, I mean I'm literally skipping 
to to my computer to work every day. I I love it, and I read every letter that comes in for people who write us saying thank you. And you know, every single one we get a ton of them because you know that 35 year old stay at home sure. mom who never has the chance to go to college to afford it in that situation will you know write us tell situation thank you. And I read every single one, and man, I just I love it. No, that's awesome, man. Congrats, that's huge. You, you yeah, guys have come. You. you guys are doing really great things. But I, I'm curious, though. So I finish all the courses, and then that you guys offer, and I'm ready to go to Colorado uh, State or or whatever university I choose. How does that transition kind of work? And then I have to physically go to that college, or, or how does that kind of work? No, that's a great question. So. You can so when you work, although it's onlinedegree.com, yeah, it doesn't preclude you from going the traditional route or the online route. Okay, right. So you could hypothetically go to Colorado State and go either way. Okay, but I believe that online is the future. Sure. Because online enables adults and busy people mm-hmm. to do it from their home. They don't have to drive to a campus every day, and the universities get that too. So online is the highest growing segment. Sure. of higher education and they're rapidly redoing all their programs to meet the online demand. So it doesn't preclude you from doing it, but I think that it's a better fit with online. And so the schools that we've worked with, these schools are highly innovative. Okay. So the ones that initially have come on to work with us are the ones that get it and they love to accommodate working adults. So the Colorado State example, um, you know, Trident University is another one in California where okay. all of their programs are online. And so working with us, they also have a flexible course model. So it's uh, it's a natural pairing. So it's kind of one of those things where, you know, birds of a feather, got, you know, where we've all naturally gravitated towards one another. So that our platform is this huge bridge for millions of people and the universities that are innovative, who are, you know, crafting their programs to fit have wanted to be a part of it too. And so, you know, we're already tons and tons of universities are coming on board and they all offer like an option that fits that. Okay, so I could basically just continue online, but go to Colorado State or another university in your platform. Exactly. So gotcha. the ones there isn't, there hasn't been a school that we've worked with yet that doesn't have an online program, and partly sure. because, you know, when we, it's a lot of work to yeah. go with the, to university and work out the articulation, which means the course mapping and the all of the the, the student academic aspects. Yeah. To me, I don't think it's worth it if they don't have an online program. Again, yeah, okay. someone. Yes, yeah, someone could go the traditional route, but I think that you at least have to be able to service the people who are online. And so we obviously want to have a lot of choice. I mean, eventually my goal is that every university in the country is going to p- plug in with our platform sure. because everybody will be online. Yeah. And the universities, it's very beneficial for the universities that yeah. we provide these kinds of students. So I, I think that it'll, ha- I mean, it's going to happen, but I, I think that it'll take a little bit more time for all those schools to catch up, right? Offering yeah. online what? Thanks for listening to Building the Future. This show is heard by more than a million people monthly in over 15 markets worldwide, including Silicon Valley. Kevin Horick's guests are leading business owners, successful entrepreneurs, and merchandisers worldwide. Now, your brand has an opportunity to tap into this dedicated and active group of business people who are looking for places to invest and the right opportunities to support. Find out how you can get involved at buildingthefutureshow.com.
no, that makes sense. So how does it work then um, for somebody, do I have to be in the same state as the university that I end up going to? You know, that's the beautiful part as well. And a lot of this is solved, you know, we provide a lot of information on our platform on where, you know, how you can get there. But every school is a little different. I would say for the most part, there are a few states that have some limiting factors where okay. schools that are outside of the state, you can't, they, they couldn't get um, the accreditation to work within uh, the state. Okay. Right. So, but for the most part, I would say, you know, those little details aside, in your case, right, you know, Kevin, you want to go back to school, you sure. took those 15 courses, and to keep the example of Colorado State, I'm pretty sure that they basically apply to everywhere throughout the entire country. Okay. So that... If you're in Iowa or if you're in Florida or wherever you are, you could enroll as a student and take the online courses as a student. Okay. What about people outside of uh, the United States? Can they use like onlinedegree.com and then transition to uh, a university? So in in theory, yes, and we're building it out. Okay. It's not ready yet. So okay. part of it is that when we first launched, we, we only launched in July and oh, things wow. have just been taking off. Um, so the... And we're opening it up where the two groups, I would say, who haven't been able, we haven't been able to service yet are those who are under 18, right? So if you're in high school, mm -hmm. maybe you're an overachiever or maybe you're concerned that uh, you won't go to college, you know, we could help. And then international students, both of which we're working on and gotcha. we're almost there um, so that if you, let's say, if you're an international student, you know, you're in Canada, yep. you're able to enroll, no problem. Um, and it would be the exact same if you were a U.S. citizen resident. Got you. Okay, very cool. So I'm curious to dive a little bit into how you actually got this thing built. Did you self-fund? Did you raise some money? Or walk me through how you actually kind of got this thing up and live online and actually working. Yeah, I took it pretty far. So we were in development for two years okay. before we actually soft launched in May of this year and then okay. full launch in July. And the reason is, is because you, we built all of the courses in house and that is oh, an incredible feat, you know, um, wow. in way bigger than I would have thought, you know, you have to have, because, you know, we're not an institution, we're not a university, but right. for the universities to accept your courses, you have to be, at the same level of rigor and standards that they would accept. So you almost have to create college level courses even though you're not an institution. Interesting. So to do that, it's an, it's an incredible like story of uh, working with you know, professors who work at universities and then working with us to build these courses and yet do it within our model and not the typical model, right? Because in our sure. model, you can't, we can't have a teacher in front of a classroom. So ours are all video, you, you know, you, you know, um, you watch them at your leisure. Right. Well, that's very different than what most people are used to. Sure. So we had to change a lot of those, uh, those norms. So that was a big part of our building. And initially for the beginning of the concept, you know, it was just me, um, when I was like coming up with all the ideas, but then very quickly, this idea became so grand in scope and so large that I needed more help. So I had to raise money. I okay. raised angel funding, uh, seed round. Wow. And then, um, from a lot of angels who I know or who from a previous company sure. and then was able to bring in the capital I needed to build out the courses, get the people that we needed to make this a reality. 
um, and then to get us to the launch. And so now what's really happened and so what's so exciting, now that we've built it and we've really proven the concept, right? We've done no marketing and thousands of people are signing up every month. And I think it's just a testament to the latent demand of people who want to go back to school and learn and the fact that we're able to, to provide it for them. Now we're going to be raising another round to really be able to grow and expand upon that more courses and, um, uh, you know, be able to actually market this, which has been, which is kind of a, yeah, that's a novel thing, right? Why don't we actually start paying to market? (laughs) So it's, we're at a cool inflection point right now where I think the, the concept has been proven and people are really liking it. Transcripts are being generated. People are enrolling at colleges and now it's time to really take it to the next level. No, very cool. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, I know the answer because I saw it on the site, but I, I think it's important to to ask the question, do I have to buy textbooks if I uh, use you guys? Yeah, no. I mean, one of the edicts that I had from the very beginning, and this is a this was a really tough challenge, was that I don't want the students to pay for these kinds of things because if you, you know, when you layer costs on, it just, it's just another limiting factor that prevents people from taking that first step. It's just, hey, why can't we make this free? So textbooks was a big one. And there's a, there's another, this is part of a much larger context in the college world where people are, are railing against the textbook providers because of how outrageous the costs are. It's not uncommon to have a book for one course cost 200 bucks. Oh, easy. It's outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So universities and us have all gone towards an open source movement where really talented people have built textbooks that are free for everybody. So in the digital format, it's free for all of our students. Oh, very cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously, I guess if you want to buy the physical copy, that's on, that's your call, but you don't need to. Exactly. Like some people prefer a physical copy and, and the people that do sell those, they don't charge you the licensing markup. They just charge you the cost to print it on paper, right? Their yeah. physical costs. Okay, fair enough. So, but you know what? No one's actually asked us for it. I think everybody who's been using it has been pretty content with the digital format. Yeah. I, well, I think most people, um, well, not most people, but I think a lot of people have like a tablet now too, right? Or they're fine reading on screen, right? And it's not really, it's so common now. We do it all day long. So why wouldn't you just continue reading a textbook on screen too, right? Exactly. People are pretty used to it now. So I'm, I'm curious then to dive a little bit deeper into where do you kind of see this going? Like, are you going to eventually go all the way to offering kind of full degrees or, or how does that kind of work for you guys? It's a great question. A lot of people have been asking me that lately, especially, um, you know, industry people. And the answer, I think the short answer is no. I don't think that we're ever going to be a degree-granting institution. And the reason is, is that because of the bureaucracy and the regulations around that, I think that it would it would be very difficult for us to be able to do what we do for the students now, making it free, if we went that route. There's a reason why universities charge some tuition, and it's it's just part of it. So I think that where we're at is a much grander role, where you know we are able to be that bridge, this platform where people get to prove themselves and learn and transfer into schools, as opposed to being the degree granting institution ourselves. We can reach more people and do more good. Fair enough. Okay. So how do you guys monetize the platform then? 
That's a great question. So we made it advertising and sponsorship supported, okay. which again is radical for sure. this world. Initially, I thought to myself, we can't charge people. It has to be free. It's a key thing. It's the only way you can get it to the most people who need it. And you mean then, like course, truly free, like right? Because Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you're then going to do that, how do you pay for it? Sure. I took a page out of journalism and open source software's playbook. And okay. so the first is that, you know, we all know journalism. Yep. There is a firewall between editorial and advertorial. Okay. So if you go to like a website, there's banner ads, things like that. Yep. Or if you go or in the open source model, which is another good example, open source software, they make it free for everybody. So like I'll try to think of an example, but, um, you know, like Red Hat, which just yep. sold IBM yep. or um, Mozilla, the Firefox browser yep. that we all use. It's free for yep. everybody. And then the strategy is we will work with corporations on an enterprise level to pay for and to keep the whole system running, which is what we do. So our clients are the universities okay. because the universities, so one thing that maybe people don't realize is that our solution is really benefiting all of the stakeholders in education. So you've got the student, which the benefit of course of that is probably self-explanatory in terms of the time and the cost that they can save. Yep. For the taxpayer, it's a huge win because we're sure. lowering the cost of education without any taxpayer dollars. And then for the university, they get an immense amount of benefit. And here's why. Universities are, it's highly competitive. There are 2,000 universities out there and it's really competitive for them to get students. And I'm talking about schools that are small, great education schools that aren't the Harvards of the world or aren't the big football teams of the world that most people don't hear about. They've sure. got great education. And so for those schools, they're in a challenge where they need to get good students. And for all schools, they need students who they can believe are going to finish what they start. Interesting. So yeah, one, okay. of, yeah, one of the biggest problems in education is that students, working adults, will start a program and they'll drop out. Yeah, interesting. And it all makes sense, right? Because of all the dynamics I described, if an adult yeah. has to take this big leap if they don't know that they can work it in their schedule and the programs are not built for their schedule with their jobs and their families, and then they have to get all this debt, if one little thing happens in their life, yeah. they drop out. Yeah, fair. Well, they, have, a, they have no choice, right? Yeah, interesting. It, right, exactly. Where our platform solves all of that. You know, for us, that person really, when they come on our platform, is not only proving they've got the intellectual capacity to pass courses, sure. it, they're proving to themselves they've got the time management skills and the commitment to go all the way. It's, it's almost like yeah. a self-editing platform. Yeah, interesting. And then I guess realistically, if you complete all of your courses and you're about to transition into one of the universities you guys work with, well, you're you're so far along that you're, you're not going to quit unless something really, really changes in your life, right? Exactly. Yeah, for so many reasons. Yeah. One, you, you've gone so far, yeah. you can save so much now, right? You're not going to yeah. pay that full price. So you're more likely to finish because I don't have to pay hundred percent tuition. Maybe I have to pay 60% sure. and I've, I've finished so much. I can get it faster. Yeah. Um, there's so many things that make it beneficial. Plus for the universities, th you know, the application process is a dying method. Because yeah, how could they use a paper application to determine if someone is going to stick it out just from what they write their essay or their previous grades for an adult? 
It yeah, makes no fair. sense. Where ours is like, hey, we have almost essentially like the minor leagues, and we're just bringing in all the best people who really want to do it and get to come to our school. It's amazing. Yeah, interesting. So how hard was it to convince these big universities and colleges across the country to actually, you know, agree to be on the platform? Surprisingly, because I think of a lot of things that we've done right, it's been it's been very favorable. Every really? school we've begun to work out with, yeah, has wanted wow. to do it. Now, I think that's for a couple reasons. One is that they the people at these schools love our mission. You know, okay. they get behind it, and I think that matters, right? At the end of the day, we're just people, and we love to be part of things that we all individually care about. And if someone works in higher education, they believe that they want more people to have access to it. Yeah, interesting. So they believe in it. The second thing is that our courses, we spent so much time on the course development and getting different certifications on our courses so that the universities would be, would be willing to accept them. You know, we made it we top notch, right? Great right. professors, um, great content. So they they loved it from that perspective. And then finally, we're working already with a lot of universities, which I mentioned before, that are avant garde. You know, they are at the forefront of accessibility right. and wanting to um, attract online programs for adults, and they want to be part of it. Yeah, no, that makes sense, and I, I think um, it seems to be more and more people will go to a school for the first couple of years because it's either free in your case or or in or less expensive and then transfer to another institution to complete the last couple of years, right? It's basically what you guys are doing. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay. Yeah, interesting. So I, I'm curious though to I I don't know really how to frame the question, I guess. It's such a big thing that you're trying to do and you are doing and change, like how do you make sure that you kind of stick the course, right? Because there's got to be institutions that are going to give you some pushback and some education that's going to give you some pushback. Or have you not found that at all? No, you're right. You know, I can't, I, well, I, I, I can't foresee everything that'll happen, but I think that you're right to point it out. And I, I you know, I, I, the only thing that I can I can do, and this has served me really well up to now, is to put the needs of the student above everything else. Sure. And when I say that, I mean that, let's say a university is telling me, hey, we don't want to work with you because we don't want to, let's say, offer units to students who do this. Then I would say, well, then it's going to be your loss because this is what the industry needs. Sure. And so if I guess if someone took that tact, I would say, well, then you're not a great fit for what people want or need anyway. And, yeah. you know, and maybe, I mean, because like, look, they may say, look, we work, we want to work with someone like you, but maybe we don't like you. Okay, fair enough. But, you know, not everyone is going to like you. But if, if, if they don't like what we're doing, like the overall mission, I would say, you guys really got to reevaluate this. This is the future. I mean, and we've we've proven it's the future. And yeah. so I, I guess I'm very open and content with the fact to not work with a school if they're going to make us change our core principles. No, that makes a lot of sense. Well, and I think, too, like a lot of even big universities have put some of their lectures and courses free online anyway, right? And so, yeah, okay, I can watch it, but I don't get credit for it. Right. And so with That's you guys, 
I would actually get credit. Sure, I have to pay for for the back half or whatever, but it's that it's game changing what you guys are really doing. Well, thank you. And yeah, I, I think you know you're you're right. That's our core value proposition. Is you know you can get a lot of great material out there to learn. I mean, you and I, you know, we we're we're huge consumers of the internet, so we sure. could go on YouTube and you know yeah. spend hours learning about anything. But you're right. The key distinction is is to get college credit. It's yeah. a huge bureaucratic process, and that's the value prop that we offer. And I, I think that. As we continue, the real change to your you know, question earlier about where we're going to go is we're going to continue to make this more. So my dream is we have the platform. People are in the credits and let's say get that discount and that, and that example, 40%. We then also work out our own scholarships. We get donations. Ah, we continue. So that, yeah, we even cut into that even further so that maybe one day – 70%, 80% could be completely paid for before you get that degree. So we're making a good start now, but you know, I'm going to continue to inch away and chop away at that margin. Yeah. Well, and I also assume that you could partner with companies to f- actually find people jobs too once they're done, you know, going through onlinedegree.com and then the co- and then the university or college they go to and then you could almost potentially line them up a job, right? Because you've known them their whole career. or You're or, right. Yeah. Yeah. How cool would it be if you brought in corporate partners and yeah. if there was some interest, you know, it could be like, hey, why don't we help you if you're going to come work with us afterwards? Sure. Because that's another, again, I think employers have the same problem. How do you judge yeah. if someone's got like tenacity and a desire to succeed off of a resume? Yeah. You try to glean it from the interview, but hey, what if we go to this platform and we see people who are really working hard to make their lives better? That's the kind of guy I want working at my company. And sure. they offer, we create something. Yeah, it's a great idea. You're right. Yeah, because I've, I've seen that in the tech space. There's a few like online things that basically have partnered with um, certain tech companies to say, basically, if you complete this course, they'll give you an entry level job, right? At Or a handful of courses. But I could see you guys doing that in a broad, in all the different categories that you guys cover, right? Like instead of being in a niche tech space, right? You're right. It could yeah. be so much grander in scope where, because yeah, those companies, which is really cool what they do. Um, it is in either a tech or a um, maybe perhaps a retail kind of a role. But yeah, what about everybody else? What about all these other kinds of Well, even just like a business or education or anything, really, right? You could do anything and you just match somebody into an entry-level job or maybe it's not entry-level, right? Because if, if I went to school originally and then get a different degree maybe in my 30s, why can't I get another job maybe... I don't know, somewhere not an entry-level job in a new industry or maybe the same industry because I retrained. Who knows, right? It's interesting. Yeah, yeah anything's possible. You're right. I mean, if, you got, if you're going to get a degree to amplify your abilities and you've got a very strong track record, yeah, why wouldn't they want to bring you on for a yeah. mid-level, executive-level position? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, interesting. But, uh, Grant, we're kind of coming to the end of the show so let's close with mentioning where people can get more information about you guys and any other uh, social media or links you want to mention. Well, so the website is just onlinedegree.com. And, uh, you know, I love hearing from, I think I'm assuming a lot of people who listen to your show are also, you know, just 
people who are interested in, in uh, learning more, who like hearing about entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs themselves, you know, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I love talking with people and, and interacting with people. And so you can find me on LinkedIn pretty easily. Um, I can also give, send you the link to uh, Kevin. Sure, and um, yeah. Kevin, I love the idea of your show and what you're doing. Appreciate to me, it. It, I, when I building the future is such a powerful thing that I think so many of us lose sight of when we go to work every day. I mean, to me, that philosophy is what everybody has to realize, right? Every day you're doing something, you are building the future. And so we have to decide what we want to do to build the future and uh, like what that future is going to look like and how and what our role is going to be in it. And I think when you think of it that way, you really it really changes your your perspective because maybe you want to build a better future for your children or sure. maybe you want to build a better future for something you care about like the environment and it really inspires people with that kind of thinking on what I need to be doing tomorrow and today. I love it and I think that it's uh it's a great concept. It's the that's why I like the show. No, I appreciate that. Perfect man. Well, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to be on the show and I look forward to keeping in touch with you and have a good rest of your day. Hey, thanks, Kevin. This has been uh, a real treat for me. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at buildingthefutureshow.com to join the free community, sign up for our newsletter, or to sponsor the show. The music is done by Electric Mantra. You can check him out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future.